0: Welcome back to the podcast. My name is James and I am the youth and kids worker at Campbelltown Anglican Churches. And I have the great joy of looking after the youth and kids ministries at St. Peter's. We're continuing our series looking at a gospel-centered family by reading and reflecting on the book, Gospel-Centered Family, Becoming the Parents God Wants You to Be by Tim Chester and Ed Mole. If you haven't already, I strongly recommend you get a copy of the book. And I'll leave a link in the description of where you can get a copy of this. Well, this week, we're looking at how knowing God is far more important than succeeding in life. I wonder if you are a parent that worries if your child is doing enough. Are you looking at all the extracurricular activities other kids are doing and feeling the pressure to sign your kids up for extra swimming lessons or joining that sporting team or getting that special tutoring for an instrument? Maybe you're, as a parent, seeing what other parents are doing and wondering if you need to do more to succeed as a parent. All of these things are good things, but how do you work out what matters most? In Deuteronomy chapter 6 from verses 4 and 9, Moses shares what God instructed Israel to do as they prepared to enter the promised land. Uh, It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road when you lie down and when you get up tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads write them on the doorframes of your houses and on your gates Well again I'm joined by the Colbert family to help us reflect on how knowing God is far more important than succeeding in life uh, Welcome back Colberts Hi James
1: Hey James
0: uh, episode two must have been so good that uh, we just had to get you back to chat more. So. <laughs> uh, well, again, guys, we've been reading through uh, this book together, and uh, we're up to chapter two here. And um, so, I thought again, I might just open you uh, open up with a with an open question of what stood out to you in this chapter.
2: Yeah, I, the thing that stood out to me in this chapter was, I, I guess, the uh, the 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 danger of comparison there's there's so many uh worldly scorecards that that are that are out there for for ourselves and and you know the comparisons between children and and they really can reflect our own heart values and and when we start falling into those comparisons they they can be dangerous for for our choices then and so that that was something that really struck me that that uh what, what we compare is 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 what's on our hearts, the most.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things I was struck by um, was about the idea of respectable idols, uh, and one of the ones that really struck out um, struck me uh, was the idol of respectability. So um, you know, having children's children or ourselves even um, that have the illusion of godliness, um, but they're really just sort of people pleasing, and there's no real genuine faith behind that um and how we don't want to just be in christian culture we want to actually have children that have a genuine faith um and a sacrificial love for jesus and for others um and not just have it at surface level
0: yeah yeah uh, i think uh, they make it pretty clear in the book to uh to call out those sorts of things mm-hmm. it says when we when we make these things you know the the education, the career, the marriage, the prosperity, the, the future goals that we hope for the kids or even for our children. Uh, it calls out and says, but when we make these things more important than knowing and serving God, well, then we've we've created idols. They've that, mm. become idols yeah. for our lives. Definitely.
1: Yeah, even when they're good things. They, um, yeah. And I think one of the equally scary and encouraging things um, is knowing that we um, have no control over the conversion of our children ultimately. That is God's work and through his spirit alone. And so um whilst we can model things and teach them things ultimately it's that's God's work. And you know, we hope and pray that he can use our imperfect efforts. Um so I guess it's both freeing and also a little bit frightening, I guess, to relinquish control over your children's. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I guess the joy is the 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 person that you're relinquishing that control over is the one who created all things. So I guess that absolutely brings a bit of joy to it. Does. it, does, it does.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He ultimately loves them more than I ever would. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is a big thing, right? That's, uh, that's, that's hard to comprehend how, how I know a number of parents and I, and I've firsthand experienced how much they care about their kids in good and bad ways. Mm. And um, it's, it's tricky to think, that someone could love a kid more than their own parent, mm. but it's true. For God so loved the world, mm. He sent His one and only Son. So, and as a parent, you have to be careful. You don't you don't
2: forget that because because so much of what you do is centered around your your love for your children. You, you need to under, you need to remember that there is someone who loves them more and has more power to save them than you do. Has all the power to save. them.
0: Definitely, yeah. Uh, Well, this chapter emphasizes what discipleship uh, looks like by taking the passage in Deuteronomy as a guide to walk alongside people, children included, and taking the opportunities God gives us to model what Christian living looks like. And so, Colbert, how do you disciple your kids in your everyday life?
2: Yeah, we we don't necessarily have very very set things that we do uh because that seems to be what works for us but we do have a a a, a desire to to be always talking about jesus and talking about uh what he's done for us but a, a, again a, a do something approach and and you know we've done lots of different somethings and one of the most recent things we did is we watched through in the evenings uh most, I think we nearly got through all of it, didn't we? I
1: think we've got three to go.
2: Three to go. The <laughs> um, the 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 Bible Project overview videos, um, and we and we we watched through um, yeah, like I said, we've got we've got three to go, um, and, and that's and that's our that's that's one of our somethings that 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 we do to uh to reinforce the the sort of the talk. That, that we have with the kids um,
1: daily. Yeah, I guess as the kids gotten older, um, you know, when they were little, little kids, I mean, they're still little in the big scheme of things, but <laughs> little are. Um, we were just reading kids' Bibles through with them at bedtime. Um, but as they've gotten that little bit older and their understanding's growing, we're just trying to think of ways to expand how we talk with them and how we make it a family thing so that when they get to the teen years, it's not a weird and awkward <laughs> thing that your parents yeah. do with you. Um, so, yeah, one of the things we did was watch through all the Bible project videos. Uh, we're recently starting to read a psalm a night, so we're reading it from the just the normal NIV uh, Bible, but then also reading um, through a kid's version of that at the same time um, so that they can sort of hear what the Bible says um, in the real, real language, I guess, in the NIV translation at least, um, but then also in a way that's sort of a bit, little bit more simplified and, how they can
2: understand it. Um, One of the other things that we do is is during during church, particularly during church uh, at the moment when we're watching it from our lounge room, is um, the kids grab their Bibles and, and we encourage them if they've got questions as much as they can to try and you know we direct them into trying to use their Bible to 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 find to find the answers and um, and guide them that way.
1: Yeah, just like looking up Bible verses or they they might just spend the hour drawing a picture with a Bible verse, um, you know, that we might help them find or something like that. Um, But I think just trying to find ways to keep it uh, normal, um, everyday part of life, like, Mm. you know, putting on some Christian music in the car or, um, you know, saying grace before we have a meal. You know, we've had some deep (laughs) theological comments from, Henry, there's and been, maybe at meal times like, we just want to eat, guys.
2: There's been some lengthy uh, lengthy graces uh, said in the cold household. So, yes. so sometimes if you come around for dinner and it's cold, that that might be why. Um, <laughs> but but certainly... We don't like, want to
1: discourage that even when you're feeling impatient. You
2: just want to eat. But I think, I think one of the things that we we do try and do is we try and emphasise things uh, we try and treat things e- equally so if we're asking about their day at school at the same time we'll we'll also ask what they learned in chapel that that, that day and and try and go the next step ask the next question and and we'll, what what does that mean what does that mean to you and your friends or 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 how did that um how do you feel about that
1: yeah and I, I think um trying to walk that line between um, being consistent and prioritising things like church um, without becoming legalistic or ritualistic about it. Like we want it to come from a place of genuine um, joy to be a part of those things rather than you have to be here at 10 o'clock on Sunday. Um, so and I guess there is there is a balance between that, isn't there, like in terms of um, that's not what saves us, but because we're saved we want to do these
2: things. Yeah. Um, and, and actually saying, actually identifying uh, these things as a priority, just calling them out as a priority to to, to the kids that that we won't actually do sport that that uh, is is happening on a Sunday because on Sundays that's a time where we go to church with our with our brothers and sisters at St Peter's, you know, and and um and and their their friends and their and their um you know they are friends in uh, in the kids programs as well so that's that that's one of the lines you'll have to walk between um consistency ritual and and priority i guess
1: yeah um yeah and i think we're still learning and i think as the kids age we've already seen like a shift and i think we'll keep seeing a shift and you know i really appreciate hearing from parents of teens and how they've navigated those years um just before lockdown had a really encouraging conversation with some of um, kids that have just come out into the early 20s bracket um, and how they sort of navigated those parenting years and and you know inc- um, modeling faith to them and all that sort of stuff um, through those years so I think you know you're constantly learning as parents and um, giving you know praying praying for your kids I guess um is so important because we ultimately like we said uh
0: have to give them back to God like yeah. his children yeah yeah and um, I'm really encouraged to hear you guys uh, from all the discussions that that we're having here is uh, a lot of the things that I'm hearing is uh, I'm ju- we're just using the moments that God gives us It's not a necessarily a, a set program there's not a set sort of thing there might be set times like uh, structures in before meal times or you know Sundays when Sunday comes around. But it's it's little moments as well. It's checking in, hey, what happened to their day at school, and then, you know, working around that conversation rather than necessarily, right? We can only talk about these things at these certain times. And mm-hmm. I think that, yeah. And I think that takes the the Deuteronomy passage, um, into into its essence is to go, at, at, just walk alongside them. Whether whether you're walking along the road when you're sitting at home. Uh, no matter what's happening, whether it's at home or outside of home, just sharing the gospel with them and having those discipleship moments when they come yeah. up. I think that's super key. And, um, and yeah. I, think, yeah. I think particularly now that while we're in lockdown, like I've heard so many stories of parents who struggle on a Sunday morning to get their kids uh, to engage in the service or with any form of content on a Sunday. I mean, we, we love to supply as much as we can and help families as much as we can. But like kids are kids. And so sometimes they're not going to sit down and do exactly what you want them to do. Sometimes they're just going to want to run around and and be a bit crazy. Yeah. As much as you say it's church, it's still their lounge room. right? (laughs) That's right. But, but I think that if we're using these moments during the week to do these good discipleship moments, and I think it's okay for our kids to be playing on a Sunday morning yeah. Uh, as long as we're then using moments within the week to build on those discipleship moments. And so I just want to uh, take a moment here just to, to reach out, break the fourth wall a little bit uh, to those parents who are listening in. Uh, if if you're a parent who's struggling doing, during lockdown, then you don't need to run a programs on a Sunday. Instead, I'd love to encourage you to invest in your children by doing discipleship in your everyday life." And uh, one of these, uh, I've got a shameless plug. So if you don't mind, I'll, I'll do a little shameless plug of a book uh, that I've just been um, recommended. And, uh, and I realized that it was actually sitting on my shelf <laughs> um, for, for a couple of terms now. And, uh, and I just, once again, just picked it up and flicked through it. I just thought it was gold. Um, the book is called Best News Ever. It's by Chris Morphew, I think his name is. Sorry, Chris, if you're listening somehow and I've murdered your name. Uh, Chris Morphew. Um, I think I'll leave a link in the description of, of where you can get the book, but here's just some of my personal thoughts. I've taken these moments to go, hey, let's just, it's not just a Sunday that we come and do church together, it's not just Sunday that we talk and pray and do Bible stuff it's every day and so um uh, here's are some of my thoughts on on this it's a it's a hundred day guide to the gospel of Mark it's really easy to read it's two short page devotions where you read a few verses of Mark you uh, reflect on a short devotion that's really easily worded and um, and there's a guided prayer at the end of it so it does a lot of the discipleship things of reading the Bible, praying together and and thinking about what God's word has to say. And um, it'd just be a really great book for families to read. And so I give it a nine out of 10, but only because God is the only perfect one. So uh, maybe I give it a 9.5. I just think it's a really great. And just taking those little moments, maybe it's praying together around the dinner table, maybe it's talking about how your day's going, or maybe it's an anchoring moment like this uh, this sort of resource that that could be actually just a moment where the family stops, and on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, on a Friday, any day that ends in a Y, actually just stop and just gather together, and just use that as a moment. Mm-hmm. No, no, that, yeah. that that's a structured sort of thing, and and um, you can use so many more of just as things come up and and using those moments as well. But I just mm-hmm. I just wanted to encourage some of our families listening there that um, it doesn't. It, it, and it shouldn't just be on a Sunday where you do your church stuff, mm-hmm. as you guys have shared, actually using things as they come up has actually helped to grow and enrich your discipleship to your kids. And so I think that's really important.
1: And uh, just to add to like um, exactly what you're saying, James, like just using opportunities around, like when we go for a walk and you see a beautiful sunset or you see... Um, you know, animals that are, you know, so beautifully made and just commenting, you know, isn't God clever? Isn't God powerful um, that he can do that and he made that? Um, I feel like that's been a really natural way to sort of point the kids to God and, yeah, and the things they see and observe around this world are really awe-inspiring and God is a powerful creator and I think they can see his power in creation, even more so as a kid before their senses are dulled to the world, you know? Yeah
0: which is the whole modeling thing that that um as as parents it's a big role is to model christian faith in your child and it's not necessarily your control of how that grows but it's it's an important role that that parents take on and um and i just yeah i, mm-hmm. I have all so much respect for uh, our families of our church who are doing just that and those who are trying and i know it's hard but um like you guys are a great encouragement uh, even to me and I'm sure to many others, as we just see just an example of one of the families in our church to um, to, to keep giving this a go and keep working at it. And um, so I'm really thankful for, for your wisdom and sharing your thoughts today. Well, that wraps up another episode of the podcast. I hope that this has helped you think about what a gospel-centered family looks like for you. If you want to discuss anything you've heard in this episode, then please send us an email. The link is in the description. We would love to continue the conversation with you. Another special thanks to the Colbert family for joining me this week and, uh, and sharing their reflections. Uh, in the next episode, we're going to look at how the biggest obstacle to good discipline is our own selfish heart. So get ready for that. And uh, we have another guest family, which I'll keep as a surprise So you're going to have to listen in for when that comes out. But uh, yeah, listen in for that episode.